Hey everyone, welcome to The Elephant on the Couch. The judgment-free podcast where we address the elephant in the room, get it on the couch, and start the conversation. I'm Tanya. And I'm Dulce. Join us. Let's Let's get get uncomfortable. Hello everyone. Welcome back Back to The Elephant on the Couch. On the couch. (laughs) Full disclosure. Yes, before we start with anything, it is Super Bowl Sunday as we are recording this. Go Rams. Yeah, it was a good game. The halftime show, though. The halftime show, though. That's oh, mainly man, why we did I, like, literally got goosebumps. Like, I grew up listening to all that music, so. So, skirt. I could have done a little more Eminem and Kendrick, honestly. And less hanging Spidey <laughs> Less cent, Spidey 50 cent. 50 cent, for sure. We could have done without Spidey 50 oh, Cent. Oh, for sure. For Plus, sure. Plus, like, the song, like. Go shoddy, it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party <laughs> like it's your birthday. And we don't really guys. give a fuck if it's your birthday. Like, did we really need that for the Super Bowl? Don't think so. But anyways. But it was an important song in freshman year of high school. So <laughs> I think all the 80s slash 90s babies were like jamming. No, it was a great halftime show. It was a good and game. And we had wings. And yes, I, we had a lot of food and, <laughs> and a lot of margaritas. Cooked, my wife cooked oh, like God. there was 12 people Your coming fish. and it was just me and my child. Yeah. And then we had like 10 margaritas. Yes. So that I muddled myself for my wife because that's what she wanted. I don't know she keeps saying <laughs> that people, but we made like a really well. And again, shout out to Dana because my sister Dana, she's the one that somewhere like she came up with this recipe or I don't know where she got it from, but. We had a little girls' night situation where she made this like watermelon jalapeno margarita. It was so and good. And she like modeled it and like made it all from scratch. It yeah. was B O M B. Like she made the agave herself. Like yeah. she went yeah. to Mexico and spent there like <laughs> months like <laughs> making the tequila. Evidence that we're drunk. <laughs> but we made like a, that. Ma- watermelon margarita and then we made like a pineapple, pineapple and jalapeno margarita today there, too. there were not jalapenos there were serranos serranos yeah which serranos serrano jalapenos and watermelon one time i went to buffalo wild wings guys and i was gonna order the jalapeno wings but your girl here said that jalapeno oh lord <laughs> the guy looked at no me like, la frente, i know the guy gave me this look like very confused and then <laughs> The person that I was there with was like, are you fucking kidding me? You're fucking Mexican. You can't say jalapeño. And I was like, my eye was twitching like, skirp. I, I, I mean, jalapeño. No wonder I, mean, I like this one because I'm more like a serrano person. No, sure. I do like it a lot. It's not it like best, super spicy. It has, it has a nice flavor. Yeah. But I was muddling like a motherfucker all day. Uh, we get it. Well, you go to the gym at four in the morning, so I'll put it to use. Yeah, and it's 12.38 a.m. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I'm going to go tomorrow, but. Yes. So we watched the Super Bowl. We were having hella good time. And then we did a little bit of dancing. And then we're like, you know a what? We, we got to start recording. That's what we got <laughs> and together And then we for. recorded karaoke for four and songs. And then we did four songs. Shakira, Alejandra Guzman. You name it. We did four karaoke's where we actually recorded ourselves, guys. This is just how many margaritas like, we've had. Just to listen to our notes. Yes. See if we were good singers. We wanted to see if we could actually sing. So long story short, we're going to stick to podcast. <laughs> Do not expect an album for us, from us. 
It is not our calling for sure. It is not our calling. I mean, I can definitely Maybe one day get down with after like ten, uh, like ten margaritas. Ten margaritas. Again. Yeah. yeah, I can do karaoke. Yeah. Doctor Dre, we're ready. Doctor Dre, motherfucker, <laughs> sit down. Oh, that's a to, joke. Also, I had to put her on. I had to like play the whole Kendrick Lamar albums for yeah. her so she could. Yeah, we did some, some Eminem and life. some like, and then Dulce was doing the like spelling. <laughs> Spelling be champion over here dancing. <laughs> so, random fact about me: when I was in high school, because I was so bullied, I like decided I wanted to be a chola because that was the thing back then in the '90s. And I learned how to sea walk, and I would have dance battles, and I would like spell shit while I sea walked. And I decided to show my skills today because why not? <laughs> and then I told her to spell my full name, middle name, and both last names. I didn't do that. <laughs> I would have fucking walked down the court, down the street. I know. <laughs> the whole 202. That's right. We're Mexican. Paisas for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so 10th margarita in. Cheers, guys. Thank you for being back with us. Hopefully you're listening and you're enjoying this and having fun as much as we are today. Today. Recording today. Every, every, every time, time. Every time we record, we have a good time. For shizzle. Uh, <laughs> I just watched Snoop, guys. <laughs> the influence of Spidey 50. <laughs> Spidey 50. <laughs> Hashtag Spidey 50. <laughs> why? Why did he have to? Why, like, walk me through your thought process, 50. Like, he's fit, man. What's his name? What's his name? Um. My goodness, what's his name? No, oh, yeah. His, like, real name? Yeah, because he was dating like... Chelsea Handler, so she used to call him by his real name. Oh, my God, it's really bugging me. I don't know. It's but, like Cardi B having a crazy-ass name. We'll but I really want to, like, sit down with him and say, like, humble. walk me through your thought process here. <laughs> what part of you thought, like, you know what? You know what would be super cool for the Super Bowl? If I came out, like, <laughs> upside down. <laughs> And my chain is flipped on my I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Okay, 50. 50. Anyways. Anyways, 50 is staying at his 50. Yes. Anyways. But it's been a good Sunday. It's been a good day. We're recording. It's midnight. It's tomorrow's Monday. I might regret this tomorrow (laughs) as I'm sitting in my meetings. Like, why did I stay up so late? (laughs) But hey, you know what? You You only live once. (laughs) You only think of Anyways, but today we wanted to continue our little series that we in- series series that we series. introduced last time. She hit me. Uh, we talked about how intentionally single, getting using that time when you're single to accept that the radical acceptance, get to know yourself, what makes you happy, what's in your fanny pack, and so today we want to talk about moving towards the dating stages. Yes. Fun. I know. Yay. So, as we mentioned before, and I will continue to mention, we're still single. Hit us up at yeah, the elephant on the couch. Make sure you guys please slide in our DMs. <laughs> Fucking single. <laughs> if you didn't know, in case you missed it, we are single AF. <laughs> if you like our beautiful faces and your um, and you make IG, X amount of money, hit me up. Hit me up at the elephant on the couch. Yes, I'm Instagram. looking for someone to take me to Italy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take my damn self to Italy. <laughs> but um, we 
we wanted to talk about like what what like some of the lessons that we learned or some of the lessons that we're learning as we go in the dating world just mm -hmm. as we like process the, this new stage we've been in the dating world in our early 20s and here we go again 10 years later Ten in the dating world years later like spongebob <laughs> Um, and what just kind of like some of the things that we were talking, because today we were talking about some of the things that we're experiencing and where we're stuck, where we're struggling in, what are some of the core beliefs that we have that are not so helpful. And we said, you know what, this would be great for us to talk about in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we started talking about the intention of dating and how do we show up in the dating world, right? Mm -hmm. And what... What does that look like? I think that a lot of times we get stuck um, in what are the expectations of dating? What do we want to do with it? <laughs> our checklist of people, our checklist of life, our checklist of whatever. And then the like outside noise and expectations of dating. And when we self-betray, which we're going to talk about that later, mm -hmm. the boundaries that we cross... Like, what are some of the things that we're willing to negotiate and not negotiate when we get into this world? Yeah. And dating is fucking hard as it is. Can we just, like, acknowledge, acknowledge? the elephant in the room? Hey. <laughs> um, but it's, it is fucking hard. And especially as you get older. I, I mean, I don't know. Probably if I had to, like, look back when I was, like, in my 20s and dating, how easier that was as compared to today i don't know it's it's harder to me i believe the, back when the I was logistics in my 20s of it now and maybe because of our lifestyle we went from like going out hanging out we were going to school we were working out in places versus like now i don't really go out the only times i go out is like with you guys with friends to go out to eat we go to dinner and we eat and we come home and that's it like i'm focused on you guys and, and whatever right and uh and I work from home. So it's it's just I mean, I work at an office. I, I work at a couple offices. But then we also work in a very female predominant field. If yeah. we're keeping it yeah. one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Well and and even in working in the office, like I don't go out to eat lunch at a random place where there's gonna be a lot of people. Yeah. I, like, go to salad and go pick up my salad and get the fuck out. Like, there's yeah. not... So you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like we're working and going to places where maybe there's going to be another human yeah. interaction opportunity. And maybe we're talking about it from our perspective, but I feel like it is harder even, to, to date. Well, and even even in the world now, like, I don't think men are so comfortable in approaching women. Because oh, yeah. there's so much awareness about how much we don't like to be approached. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I don't like to be approached. So just slide in my DMs and don't come up me when I'm at my coffee. Like, it just, right? Like, the fucking, like, make signal of that. But, like, I don't, I, I honestly. Kind of confusing. No, but I, I don't like to be approached. Like, if I go to the coffee shop that I like to be in and I'm on my laptop and I'm doing my work, don't fucking come at me telling me I'm beautiful. I don't give a fuck if you're President Obama. Okay, maybe I would give a fuck about him. But I, like, I just, I, I, it's my fucking time, it's my space, and I don't want you to fuck with me. But if you find me on Instagram and you, like, say, hey, beautiful, I'd be like, oh, how are you doing? 
Like, I don't know. Maybe really? it's a safety thing. I, I really don't like men coming at me. I really don't. I really don't. I think, and, and I'm going to be honest, to me, like, I think it depends on the men. <laughs> if I fancy them. Well, and, I, and maybe it does have to do with the approach. Right, because right? I've, like, been, I've been in, like, restaurants, like, where I was, like, eating my lunch. And it was very, like, it's just, like, a working lunch where I'm, like, on my computer and eating my sandwich or my salad, whatever. And then, like, somebody comes up to me, like, as I'm leaving, th- throwing away my trash. And they're like, hey, da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, mm, okay, he's cute. Like, I, I can see that. But if if it's someone that I have no interest in and, like, physically I'm not already, like, liking what I'm seeing, I'll probably, like, mm, fuck off. Leave me alone. I mean, I won't be saying it like that. I'm not rude like that. But I'll be like, oh, well, thanks. And mm, walk away. I think it has to do with the approach. Yeah. But even that, what you said, like, I can see how that... That's why I was talking about how hard it is to, to date nowadays. And that's yeah, why we like, have to sometimes rely on online dating. Yeah, because I, I, I was like listening to one of the TikTokers that I follow. And she was like, women don't like for you to come and be like, hey, beautiful. Like, because yeah, it just it definitely it just, depends on the approach. Right. Like, if you're interested in a woman that you see at the coffee shop, she's not wearing a wedding ring and you're interested. Like, is there something that you can come up and like bring up rather than like, hey, beautiful, like, oh, a lot of work today. You know, like that. And I think I, it yeah. would be a lot better than than like, wow, you're so beautiful. Because as soon as you tell me that I'm beautiful or that I'm pretty, which is a compliment, my head goes to like sex. My head is like, oh, you want to fuck, which is my own issues. Right. But like, <laughs> I just I just I just it just makes me weird when men come at me and say, like, you're so fucking beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now I'm going to walk away. <laughs> I don't want you to assault me and rob me. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, that's where my brain goes. So uh, I think that if you, like, if I was at a coffee shop and somebody says, like, a lot of work today. And I'd be like, yeah, so much work. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know. Like, they kind of, like, got their foot on the Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, let me, like, see how I respond to that. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of work. And I, like, roll my eyes and, like, turn around. Then that's, like, a flag that I'm not interested. But if I, like, smile and I say, yeah, like, a lot of work. Oh, really? What do you do? Oh, I'm actually. And then I, like, engage in conversation. Then I feel like it's. And that's why we wanted to talk about this topic today. Because dating can be so fucking complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think it's a lot easier for you to approach me at a bar than it is for you to approach me at a coffee shop because at a bar I'm already drunk and I'm probably not going to have all those walls set up. That's assuming that you're drunk already. That's, I don't know, nine out of ten times that I go to the bar or the club, I'm drinking. Oh, and yeah, and, and like at the coffee shop, you're typically working or doing something, studying, doing something more like... Which is where it's more likely for me to find a man that's productive and actually matches my energy. Look at that. She is... At the club, right? She's connecting like, the dots live <laughs> for you guys. But like, you know, like it, it just, I think the way that we perceive the world is so... It's not the same as back in the day. And, and the fear of rejection is fucking real. So if I'm a guy and I see you at the coffee shop sitting down there and I want to approach you, my own ego is going to kick in and say like, mm, do I want this girl? Well, to like and my, and my energy is so strong. Like I have my, my clients tell me all the time. Like when I first came to session with you the first or second time and coworkers have said that too. I was just like, this girl 
is like strong. Like I don't want to fuck with her. She's gonna like turn around and be like, what the "Fuck you, want bitch!" Like they just have, like I, I don't know if hoops. it's like the RBF phase or what it is, but the hoops for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the hoops. I think big. it's the hoops. I don't. I don't wear this big ass hoops to work. Thanks. But that's we're talking like RBF. in general too, too. Like 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 so I that's just come something... off as like a hard ass. Apparently, I didn't fucking know, but but that's something to be mindful of. For you guys listening too, like, what kind of energy are you putting out there? Like, maybe this is a good time for you to reflect. Like, how do I feel about that concept of being approached at the coffee shop or at the bar or like at a dinner with friends? Maybe you guys are all together at a bar watching a game or just hanging out doing a girls' night, and then there's a group of guys there on the table next to you guys. How do you feel about being approached by? Yeah, them? and like, how do you flirt with your eyes? Have you heard of that concept before? Mm. That's a whole. But but I do think it's real. Like if I'm at a bar and I like somebody, I'm gonna stare at them. <laughs> I do, and not like in a creepy way, but like like I try to make eye contact. I like check them out a little bit. Try to make eye contact and smile. So can you imagine that, right? So we're talking about like just the logistics of where do you go to meet people? Do you do the Tinder thing, the Hinge, the Bumble situation? Do you do a blind date date um, that was set up through a mutual friend? Do you date your coworker? Like the, those are like the basics of like where to find someone to go on a date with. And then you throw in there everything else. What you bring to the table, your little fanny pack, your expectations, the pressure of everybody, your it's biological clock. I was talking to one of my friends today, shout out if she's listening, about like how draining it is to date online. Like we were talking about how like, I it just FYI random fact about me like I have two jobs um, they're both part-time but they add up to like a job and a half um, and then I tried to get like the side hustle on for the business that I want to open eventually and at the same time I'm a single mother and my daughter is very active she's in cheerleading and dancing so like needless to say I have a lot on my plate I work six days a week None of this shit drains me. Oh, and I wake up at four in the morning to go work out at five. And none of these things drain me as much as online dating. I get on the fucking app and I'm looking at people and it just it just drains me. Like I get so tired at the end of the day from just like messaging people back and picking who I want and who I don't like and what I like. And then matching and not matching. It's just too much. And so like I, I, we were just talking about that and. I can't even imagine doing that in real life. Like a Friday going to like a speed dating thing. Oh my God. Oh my that God. Like, stressful. exactly. Yeah. Like, and, but I've, I've talked to other people and, and I've heard that before how, and this isn't like in a braggy, like, oh, look at me, I get all this attention. But again, we are all out there trying to accomplish the same thing. So I've heard from other people the same concept of like, as a woman, and I don't know for guys what the their experience is like, but as a girl, as a woman being on those dating apps, the amount of attention that you get, because you get like <laughs> 50 guys liking you within <laughs> like a couple hours. I mean, it's not that much for me, but. And it's like <laughs> replying to all of them and then engaging in conversation that that can be like a full-time job. And I mean, yeah. it sounds like a, oh, such a first world problem to have, but. But it is pretty be. stressful. And I think like when 
the approach, like, I've had a couple of people that I matched with, and they said something like, okay, well, this is not going anywhere. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And then, like, that weird, like, well, you're not putting that much work in it, so I'm walking out. Like, it just makes me feel like, well, fuck you too then. Like, it just, it like, it brings some sort of energy or vibe that, it, like, I don't know if it's just me with rejection in general, but it just does, it just does, it just feels yucky. Where I'm used to, like, being around people who love me, who appreciate me, who enjoy my time, and I get, like, a whole bunch of positive energy, not really any kind of rejection at all. And then, you know, you turn around and you get this hate text message, like, you don't reply enough to my messages, so I'm, like, not talking to you anymore. And it... And even if I'm like, I'm not engaged or attached or whatever, it's still something that I'm just like, oh, like, oh, like watching the news. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to like watch that. It's like a little ego, a bruise to your ego because it is like that person chose to leave you rather than you making the, the decision. Right. So I think that's a good segue of like our next big topic. Like if you show up to dating what are the expectations that you have and then how do you set those boundaries or set those expectations or whatever because so the problem that i like run into when i'm dating i i i give this example because it's the same example that i gave with my therapist and i think like it's a really good way to show my struggle so I have $150 to spend to go buy me a new outfit for work, right? Maybe a couple outfits. I can make it work with 150 Actually, more than a couple, but I show up to Ross, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let me look at the tops. And I find this top that I really like, and it's $50. And I'm like, fuck, it's $50. Do I really want to spend $50 on a fucking shirt? so then i like hang it on my cart right and then i like look and then i find this ten dollar fucked up shirt like a shirt that i i know damn well i'm not gonna wear but i look at it and i'm like well it's ten dollars i can probably make it work throw it in the cart <laughs> and then i like move forward and i find this 15 dollars shirt that i'm like i like it it's not the best shirt that i've ever seen i can make it work right throw it in the cart and then by the end of the shopping experience, mind you, like three hours down the line, I like show up to the fucking register with 50 shirts and 50 pants and like five coats. And then I'm like, let me look at which Shit ones I'm actually coast. taking. Yeah, like <laughs> the fucking cashier's all annoyed because I'm like, mm, I'm not taking that one. And I'm taking, and then I paid $300. Like <laughs> I didn't even stay within the budget. I like picked clothes that I knew I wasn't going to wear. And I end up like taking all of this clothes home and I wear half of it and then the end. Mm -hmm. And then I have a whole fucking closet of half of clothes that I don't actually wear. But I do the same thing in dating. I go into the mm -hmm. dating app and I look at all these men and I'm like, well, he's not really my type, but he has a nice smile. And I really like what he said on the app. Like he said he really likes food and traveling, which I do too. Right? And he said he was a therapist like me. <laughs> or he says he really likes dogs. Or cats. Or, wow, he has, like, a gold chain just like me. Like, I don't know. Like, I just look at random shit, right? Please tell me that's not. 
I know, but I, I do look at little stuff like that. And the next thing I know, I like match with 50 motherfuckers and I only like like three. Right. Yeah. And I don't like I'm spending all this time trying to answer to all these messages. And I really don't. I'm not really legitimately like interested in all these it's guys. Like $10 shirt. Yeah, it's like the $10 shirt, right? That ends up being like in the closet that I never wear three years down the line. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess like the whole point of this rant is like, how do I show up to a dating site or the dating world or the coffee shop or a party or the club with a set of clear expectations of what I want? in like clear boundaries of what I don't want and I'm able to maintain that. Like I I can honestly tell you there's been times in my life where I've been at the club and I'm like looking. Like bitch, I'm saying like looking. Mm -hmm. Like I go to the club and I'm like, ooh, he's cute. Not my type, but a solid six. Can make it work. Mm -hmm. Is he making eye contact? Ooh, he made eye contact. Let me flirt with them. I'm a dance. Uh, you like this? Uh, uh, is this hot? Yeah, you do. Okay, let's go. Like, and and I'm and I'm giving off that vibe where it's not so much like, what do I like? What do I want? I'm a fucking queen. Is there a man worth of my, whatever? Royalty. Royalty. Oh God. Royalty. Um, royalty. Royalty. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that happens, and we were talking about that how. Just as much as we talked about on the single one about that radical acceptance of I'm single, the end of the story, the end of the sentence. Same for dating. Period. Same for dating. It's about coming up with your own way of reminding yourself that you're dating. You're not going to go marry this guy. This isn't going to be your next long-term relationship or the one that you're going to have babies with. But you're dating. Because it isn't the moment where you're now so much focus on the outcome or the end goal of down the line i see myself with a family married or living with someone and with kids or whatever your end goal might be that i we get so caught up in that and focus on that end goal that we miss the in between from point a to point b that's when we pick up the ten dollar shirts right right because i'm so focused on finding someone that I miss this and this is one person that is available right now. It's giving me the attention. They're saying the right thing. So I'm going to 100% focus on that. Well, Where, is it what you wanted though? <clears throat> well, we do that a lot. And, and I mean, like if this is the intention of you getting into the dating world, reconsider the approach. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that you're wrong. If this is the, the approach that like, I'm not saying you're wrong if this is the intent of dating. What I'm saying is reconsider the approach. If you're coming into the dating world with a set of, I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna have four kids, it's gonna happen within the next two years. Be careful because when you do that, you will find a guy or a woman or a they or whatever and it'll check all of your check boxes. Okay, six. And again, I'm the expert of myself, I'm not the expert of everybody else, so please like, take what I'm going to say grain like a grain of salt right mm -hmm. um he's taller than 6'0 he is a person of color he is smart he can hold a conversation he's financially okay he sounds like he's a good father he has his career on lock he has ambition he's smart check 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 and uh he looks like he's kind 
Sounds like this is the whole package. And he also wants to get married and he wants to have kids. Let's do this. I'm committing to this motherfucker in the next month. And I'm going to be loyal to him. And that's the only D that I'm going to get. And then that's it. And I'm going to text him every day, all day. But you don't give your like yourself the chance to date the person, get to know him, and figure out if he's gonna bring to the table the same shit that you're gonna bring to the table because all of the surface shit is real and it like clicks all of your little check boxes but when it comes down to conflict resolution can he communicate when he gets pissed off is he gonna be respectful when he feels like you are too much <laughs> or you're um or he's not good enough for you is he able to verbalize his insecurities like that's the needy greedy of a relationship and that's the whole point of dating, right? Exactly. So, so that's what we're doing when we're dating. We're getting to know this person, this people. But what we're saying is when it can be an issue is when we are quick to jump into something and committing to it. And again, you're so caught up and focused on the end goal that you miss this other things that are also important to you. Mm-hmm. And you're already kind of like lowering the bar because, well, he has a job. <laughs> okay. And then what else? Right? Does he want to do more? Yeah. Does he want to own a business? Does he have that ambition? Like he might tell you like, oh, I'm really ambitious because I hustle every day to make sure that I like build an empire. All of that sounds amazing. But how is he doing it? Well, I'm working 80 hours a week. So that means that you don't have time for me or have time for anybody else. And how long are you going to be working 80 hours a week for the rest of my life? Like, you know, like what what ambition is for you is not the same for me. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what dating is for, right? Mm Because for me, maybe it will be okay because I'm okay with my partner working 80 hours because I want to have time for myself and blah, blah, blah. And that's okay for me, right? Where for you, it's not. But then what if you already committed to this guy that works the 80 hours because you are more focused on the end goal? Mm -hmm. And then that eventually is going to become an issue. But in the meantime, as you're dating, you're dating. You're getting to know people. It's okay to step back and not fully commit to something and kind of figure out what you want and figure out if you like them. The dating is to see if you're going to like them, but somewhere along the way, we turned it into us being liked by the well, other person. Well, okay. I love where you're going. Like, where do you think that comes from? Are you doing therapy on me right now? No. Well, <laughs> I, I really do think this is going to be helpful for our listeners. Like, yeah. I know the answer, but mm-hmm. I want you to tell me the answer so that, like, our listeners can... Like, where do you think the, I want to be liked, I want to be attached, I want you to pick me comes from? Well, that comes from, we always say it, in every episode when we talked about anything, honestly, we always talk about how our upbringing plays a role in the way, in the goggles that we wear in the way we see the world, right? So the relationships that were modeled to you growing up, the way you saw your parents or your mom or your dad, whatever father, parental figure you had, that's going to play a role in how you view relationships now. Your relationship with your caregivers is going to play a role in your attachment style. And not only with your caregivers, because you could come from a very healthy environment where you had a safe attachment. But then in your 
forming years, you experience something in school with your peers where you feel that rejection from peers at school and the bullying, whatnot, and now you develop a certain attachment style based on that. So it's not only just from your parents, but everything that we've experienced from our childhood, upbringing, culturally, our environment, it's going to play a role. It's going to be that filter that Tanya is bringing into dating world now. Well, and, and to be a little bit more specific, if you had a parent, and this is not going to apply to everybody, but if you had a parent or a caregiver that had a really high standard, what your decisions had to be, you had to have a career and dress nice and do this and do this and do that. Like then you're going to hear your parent talking to you in your ear when you're like swiping. Well, is this guy going to be a guy that my mom likes? Or is this guy a, a guy that my dad is going to accept? Is this guy that, you know, I don't know if, if you had a caregiver, not necessarily your mom and dad, but like, is this guy that a guy that my grandma's going to accept? Am I, am I comfortable with this person? Or if I like, let's say that you have a great relationship with your parent, but when you were little, you would be like, oh, I really like those orange shoes. And then your caregiver said, no, 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 no. You can't pick orange shoes. You have to get yellow because yellow is acceptable. And that the, the orange make you blah, 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 whatever the, ex the excuse was. So now you get taught to not accept your experience. You get taught to not listen to your authentic self. You get taught to listen to the parent authentic self. You get taught to listen to the expectation of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, and then now you're talking about the social pressures. If you were a young kid and let's say that you were overweight and you were always told like, Estas muy gorda. you're very fat. You're a fat kid. You're a fat kid. You're a fat kid. Now, every time, let's say that you really wanted to eat like a chocolate, I don't know, fucking cake. And your peers are like, there you go, eating a chocolate cake so you can get fatter. Ha, 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 Like you never learned to listen to your intuition and your desires because now mm -hmm. you're scared that everybody's going to think you're a fat kid. Right? Like these are just examples. But if you can think of a time, and I do this in therapy, if you can think of a time where you wanted to choose something for yourself as a child and then you got shut down for or shamed or criticized or whatever or got the pink the finger pointed at you for choosing whatever you chose that's gonna affect your adult decisions that's gonna affect the in-tunement that you have because as you're picking your shirts and Ross right like going back to the analogy I was saying you're gonna be thinking like oh am I gonna look really fat in that shirt or is my mom gonna think that I dress nice is my dad gonna think that's too revealing like all of these little voices that you developed in childhood adulthood or teenagehood if you if you're a survivor of domestic violence and your and your significant other was telling you like you're so dumb for years and years and years and years and now you're out in the dating world like oh if i wear that am i gonna look dumb like these little like messages that you mm -hmm. get from people you know what instagram we're not we don't even have to go that far if you have this expectation of yourself like i gotta look like those instagram models and you go to the store and you're picking clothes and you're like, is that going to make me look like Kim K or is that going to make me look like I'm not like good enough, right? Whatever the, the core belief is, you're going to do the same thing in dating and you're going to do the same thing with your friends. Like if you keep this message being thrown around over and over and over again, then you're going to hesitate when it comes to dating or making choices about the people that you want to be surrounded by.
Mm-hmm. And not only about making choices, but also the your capacity to recognize what's good for you and what you want and what makes you happy outside of that outside noise. Maybe that attachment style that I was talking about, we are so deprived of attention or love that the moment that someone else gives us that attention and love and those like butterflies and good feeling, then we fully jump into already like, no, this is it. This is it for me because it makes me feel good or it makes me, it makes me feel important or wanted. So if growing up, whether in my environment or at school, I was always, um, neglected from that attention and I never felt special. And now I'm on Tinder and all these guys are making me feel special. Imagine what that does, right? Like my dad has always said how my dad's biggest advice was always like, don't go to the store when you're hungry. And I've made that mistake that I go to the gym and then I go to fries. (laughs) Big no, no, please don't do that. Hashtag the halftime show yeah. today with all the food we had. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you cooking for? She's being a estrella. But I, I do that. Like, if I go to the store when I'm hungry, and I'm sure you guys have experienced that, you would buy all of fries, Walmart, whatever you go to, buy groceries. So same thing. Like, if I'm starving for attention or, or love. Or attachment. Or attachment or love or validation or hearing that I'm be- beautiful or important or special then the moment I get it from a guy, and this isn't like you're going to just jump into like a serial killer and start dating them, but a guy that maybe it's not the best for you, maybe he doesn't meet your needs and your standards and your expectations and whatnot, yet we settle, and we talked about that last episode, we lower the bar because this person is a decent human being. Right. Right. So because of that upbringing and the attachment style and my environment growing up and my narrative that I've been told my whole life from the outside and my inner voices and thoughts that I've developed. Now I'm at this point in my life where this is what I accept as love when it comes to dating. Yeah. Like, and, and especially if you come from like a chaotic environment and please be careful when I say chaotic, because a lot of people are like, well, it wasn't that chaotic. But then like when you sit down and really think about it, well, you're, parent wasn't present or your parent was pretty stuck on their expectations on you like it doesn't have to be like big t trauma it can be little t trauma right um and we've talked about that in another episode so listen to us so you know what i'm talking about (laughs) just kidding but um you know sometimes when we think we underestimate how much it affected us the way that we were raised and we don't pay attention to the bar that we're setting like Maybe we had an un, like non-emotionally available parent. And now we think that that's the standard. Where the standard is not that. That's below the standard. The standard is actually a decent human being that believes that everybody has right and they're able to treat you with respect. And they can talk to you. And they can talk to you and have communication skills. That's the basic. That's the bare minimum. But when you come from a background where that is outstanding then you show up in the dating world asking for less than the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And then you find a person that gives you just the bare minimum and you're like, oh, that's the love of my life. And you know what's really funny? Last time I was talking to my therapist, I said like, I have this fear that if I like don't show up or if I don't do this or if I don't do that, then I don't meet the love of my life. And then she said, well, it looks like we have to find another love for your life of you, huh? 
another love of your life for you, huh? <laughs> and I was like, you can have more than one? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Same with soulmates. Like, I didn't, I never thought about that. Like, oh, oh yeah. I can have more than one love of my life? Like, because, I, and I don't know if this is a cultural thing for me, but for you, but it was a cultural thing for me. Every time that I would, like, when I lived in Mexico, like, I would get ready to go to the corner store. Like, it'd be, like, a fucking Saturday morning, and I was just, like, a hot mess because I, I woke up like this. I woke up like this. And my mom would be like, you're not going to get ready? No, I'm going to the store down the street. No, 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 you have to get ready. What if you meet the love of your life? Mm -hmm. And, like, it was told over <laughs> and over and over again. So, like, I mean, like, you know me. Like, I don't go out into the world without my lashes. <laughs> and my fucking, like hair looking decent you know um just it's just a thing and and i think like i've unintentionally like developed that like what if i go to walmart and i and i meet the love of my life mm -hmm. yeah what if i get on hinge and i didn't reply to the message and i just lost the love of my life like there's like this fear so much anxiety over <laughs> right life. but yeah. but it's like and then my therapist was like well, it looks like we're going to have to find you another love of your life. And I was like, wait, what? And yeah. and I've said this to my clients, but I think like I haven't believed it. Mm -hmm. I, and, and life changes for us. So that could have been the love of your life at that stage of your life. But then Dulce, in this stage of your life, it's going to have a different love of your life. Girl. <laughs> but that happens as we're talking about how the environment and growing up and how that shape us into the dating world that we're in right now, all of us listening. Same when it comes to voicing our needs. Like his last, last episode, we talk about the fanny pack and what's in there. And not to say that it's, again, we said it last time, it's not your partner's responsibility to fulfill it, but they're going to add to it, right? So the moment that if for me, it's important to let's say, um, travel, right? To me, it's important. And I'm dating someone that because of their lifestyle, their job, their priorities, they don't want to do that. It's not important to them. I don't want to maybe voice that not to hurt their feelings, right? Maybe I am going to swallow it and not be happy and compromise and say like, well, do I really want to go to Italy? Tanya, you're just being materialistic or you're being bougie, Tanya. Like, chill the fuck out. It's okay. He's a good person. He treats you good. But I'm compromising something that's important to me and that makes me happy. But maybe I grew up in an environment where whenever I try to say something, I was shut down. Or I, yes. I was told, like, I cayete. Like, Stop oh, that's being not ungrateful. important. Or like, yeah. Or like, oh, at least you have this. This is what we can afford. So be grateful for what you and have. And this is a very big thing in the hispanic i'm gonna say hispanic mexican culture how like and i'm guilty of it i've told it to my nieces and my nephews so far like when i grew up you guys are lucky we oh, didn't have no. right like it, i don't say this to my well, daughter i've said it i've said it to my nephew and like we yeah yeah because in your in your past versions of yourself where yeah this and, wasn't a thing, right? yeah and we joke a lot too like with him like so about xbox and whatnot and i was like really oh i'm sorry that your internet is slow like we had dialogue. Do you know what that is? So we go into that thing. So it's very easy in our culture and in our upbringing to kind of minimize their experience, my experience in the present world, just because maybe I didn't have that. 
right? So just because for me, and I hear it from parents too at work, how they're like, oh, really? These kids have no idea what struggle means. You want to know struggle? Let me tell you about the struggle. And for them in this world right now of TikTok and social media and people talk about like, oh, like they've made such a big deal of bullying and it's not that big of a deal. They just need to stop talking about it. I'm like, well, people keep dying, so kind of a big deal. So, um, but it is the reality. So for an eight-year-old, the fact that they don't want strawberry jelly and their peanut butter jelly sandwich, it's a big deal at that level of their brain capacity. Right? Yeah. So the moment that was minimized to me, like, be grateful. At least you have something to eat. Like, I had to eat beans growing up. Like, you have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like. And chocolate milk. And- How dare you have a choice in the desires that you have? Shame on you because you should be more humble. But I've never given you the opportunity to have the other humble thing and put you in a position where you have no choice but to have that. Because I guarantee you that if you would have been in the privileged place where you are now, you would have never wanted that humble shit. So shut the fuck up. Like, and and I mean, I'm not, I'm not. And like, that, and that's. Intent. I'm gonna tell you something that is like. I get shunned for all the time. I don't like beans. And yes, I'm a Mexican. But I I just, I don't like beans. I don't like fucking beans. And I grew up eating beans and and potatoes. But like later on in life, I was like, I don't really like this. I don't think this is like yummy. It doesn't fill my cup. So I like every time that I go back to Nogales, my mom always gives me shit like, ay, cuidado con la dulce, no le gustan los frijoles. Like, careful now. But... But this is the thing, like, I, and, and I've had these, and, and even with my therapist, I was like, I don't like men that are X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to get all intense in here, but, and she was like, okay. And I'm like, but I feel bad that I don't like him. Yeah, exactly. I feel the shame because I'm like, well, what if he's a really good guy and he treats me right? And I, because I don't like him, I'm like, not list like, you know, like I'm missing out on the love of my life. And yeah. she's like, dulce. You're supposed to have preference. Am I going to shove down like beans down your throat (laughs) because they're really good for you? Like, no, I don't fucking like them. So like it's about being in tune with your preferences and your authentic self in dating so that when you show up, you're like, you don't you don't feel my cup. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, he can be the best person in, in a great individual girl, boy, guy, women, whatever them they but it's just not your person and that's okay because they have some, they're missing something that is important to you, but it's so easy. And and as you were talking about the, the bean example, like we have uh, one of my cousins does that too. Like, and I, and still to this day, it's a joke and this happened when he was little. So it's been years, but he'd say the same thing about beans and his sister said something like, Oh, shut up. Like you're standing because of beans type of thing. Like if now you would be dead, like that's all we've been eating. So it's so easy to like dismiss someone's choice or preference or voice about saying, you know what? I don't like beans. Like we keep using the bean example, but then fast forward to me now on a dating world, I'm saying how important to me is for a person to go to church with me to dance, right? Like to me, dance is huge and I love to dance. And if we go to a family event, I want them to dance with me. But I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I don't want to hurt their ego. Everything else in the basic 
spectrum of and a human he's being. So nice it's nice. And he looks good and yeah. he treats me right and he does all these amazing things for me. But he doesn't like to dance. Well, can I compromise Which, yeah, the and, dance? And for you, it might be like, Tanya, really over dancing. You're being stupid. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. can be like, really, Tanya, you were just in this other relationship and this and this and this happened. And now you have this guy that does all of this for you. But you're going to give up because he doesn't dance? Really? He likes to eat beans all day. And a <laughs> bitch doesn't like to eat beans. Like... Is this going to turn into something big eventually? And the answer is yes. And I think like specifically on like Latino culture or Mexican culture, like we're so used to self-betraying in order to accommodate everybody else for educación, like education, which is more like manners in our culture mm -hmm. and the face like, oh, I'm the daughter of the Encinas family. So I have to make sure that I show that I know how like to have reputation. well behaviors and the reputation. So I'm going to be educated and I'm not going to like step on anybody's toes, mm -hmm. you know? And at this point I'm self-betraying. I don't feel comfortable having tea right now. I don't want to say hi to my neighbor. I don't, I don't want to say, but tienes que tener educación y tienes que saludar a tu tío Ramon. Hijo su puta madre. Like, I don't, I don't know this guy and he always makes me feel so creepy, but okay, I'll say hi and... I'll go give him a hug. And I'll go give him a hug. Like, we self-betrayal on a regular basis in our culture to the point that where it comes to, like, us making our choices, we self-betray unconsciously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Because... It, it hi, what if this guy is really good and he, like, really means well and he's not really my type and he doesn't fulfill any of my checklists, but he was really sweet when he texted me. And this is what we're talking about in this episode, how with dating, it's really easy, especially if you're so hyper-focused on the end goal or like you're starving for attention and attachment and love and caring and whatnot, it can be very easy to self-betray and lower your expectations out of that loneliness or that pressure. Or the core belief that you don't deserve better. And I think this is where like the, the deep shit comes in. Honestly, I think that a lot of times we believe that we don't deserve something. How dare you be that bougie? How dare you be a millionaire? How dare you sit there and think that you're better than everyone else? Because we come from an oppressed fucking culture. So in oppressed cultures, the belief is the rich man is the bad guy. Us, the poor ones, are the good guys. So let's settle down for the poor beliefs that we have because that's what you're supposed to do and betray the entire time, self-betray the entire time in order to fulfill this expectation. But if you get in tune with what you want, if you get in tune with what you deserve, you're like, oh, I deserve a million dollars. What do I need to do to get there? Like... I've, I've done that in dating. I look at a guy's profile and I'm like, oh my God, he's so handsome. Like, holy shit. Like, this is a beautiful fucking man, right? I want that. Oh, but he probably not gonna like me. He's gonna like, like, a, like a blonde girl with fake boobs or someone who has straight teeth. And I know this is really silly, dude, but like, these are the core beliefs that I bought into, mm -hmm. right? I bought into the core beliefs that the men that I want It's not something that I can attain because of the core beliefs that I developed. Do you see what I'm saying? And like when I get in tune with myself and I get in tune with who I am. No, I do fucking deserve that guy. I go to the gym every day at five in the morning. I'm fucking fit. And I have a beautiful face. Just saying. And beautiful hair. And nails. So it's that okay. idea of like being out of someone else's league. 
Like when they say like you're out of their league or they're out of your league. But but why are you out of their league? That's what I'm saying. It's that right. idea. Like it's your core core belief that's limiting you mm-hmm. to get you to that next level. Mm-hmm. If you deserve, like you deserve it, because you deserve it. Period. So same thing. But I, I think that triggered like a thought in me about how that goes. Also, when it comes to dating, for when the other people doesn't want us and well, doesn't want me it, it's not like they don't want me right because what you're, you're talking about how the concept of they're out of your league you feel like self-conscious about like mm, do i even shoot my shot on this one because i don't know he's this x y and z thing that i don't think they would want me but same goes to when you do shoot your shot or you start talking to someone and as you're getting to those stages where you're being vulnerable and raw about truly your deepest, darkest secrets and who you really are, and they hit the brakes and skrr, and mm, they don't want that, it's really easy during this dating process to internalize that there's something wrong with me, and then so with the next one, I'm going to bring it down a notch and not show up as my authentic self or express what I want because this other three guys just shut me down when I said that I wanted kids, for example, right? And so... My next one, I'm a little hesitant when they ask kids. I'm like, well, kind of, I don't know, maybe. Like, like I don't really want to answer the question or like, I like minimize my needs and my expectations because I don't want to lose them, right? Mm-hmm. When it truly isn't, and what we're here to say is, this isn't the dating stages. If you lose them over saying something that you wanted and that's important to you, then they were not your person, clearly. Right. And it has just as much as we said in the dating one, how being single has absolutely nothing to do with you. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Same for this one. When a person has a reaction at you setting your boundaries and your expectations, that's on them. Well, I think that's a scary part of dating, right? Because then 50 Yeah, rejection sucks. Well, and then like with a career or the car like i was talking about that you were like wait hold up what like you have a hundred percent of that control you have a hundred percent in the performance that you put at work you have a hundred percent of the control in your career you have a hundred percent of the control in your business right like but you don't have a hundred percent of the control in dating you have 50 percent of the Mm -hmm. control yeah and and if you like show up with your like like they they might show up and 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 pull like you know pull the brakes and turn around and then you might take that as like oh am i too much something i did yeah. am i coming off as like too bougie am i coming off as like asking for too much am i coming off as too strong and there and there's some room for improvement like if your friends or your family or whoever are like well let me i have some feedback for you honey you mm-hmm. are a little extra intense intense or bougie or whatever like can you take that feedback with a grain of salt and figure out how it applies to you and then switch up as needed or you know can you say no that doesn't apply fuck you guys this is what i need and it is what it is and i'm gonna sit my ass down and wait until i get it right but there's an exercise in the manifestation world and even in therapy, too, I've used this with clients of like sitting down and writing down the expectations that you have or the goals that you have in the perfect match for you. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. yeah. 
I think there's some power in that. Not so much in the manifestation. Well, there is power in manifestation. I believe in that. But there's power in just writing down or like picturing or having a clear vision of what you actually want. Because then that helps you as a roadmap for the people that you meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree with that. And then when we do therapy, we talk about the power of your thoughts and changing that. And yeah. So that. the way that just as much as if I'm waking up every day and saying I'm having a very a clear day. picture of what I want in a partner, then if that night I have a date, it's going to be really easy for me to see how this person, this person might not doesn't. be that for me. Or the next day, same thing. I wake up and I have very clear, whether it's through writing, I say I want something, blah, 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 blah. Then I go on a date and that's really fresh on my mind. It's the way that those connections are made in my brain. Then the way when it happens in real life, then I'm going to be able to see what's happening in front of me. Yeah. Rather than going at it blindly without any like, well, I don't even know what the fuck I want. I just want somebody that gives me attention. I have this quote from one of my clients that I appreciate dearly and I have it in my whiteboard it says you cannot ask for what you don't have so who am i to come in and ask for emotionally availability when i don't even have it communication that's a big one how people say like oh i want someone that can communicate well can you communicate can you i want somebody that can provide can i provide mm -hmm. and this goes for all genders I want like I'm still sipping on my I've definitely <laughs> said like I know I've definitely said like I want somebody who's emotionally available and then I like sat down a little bit I'm like am I emotionally available and to be honest I'm not I've said that I wanted someone that could communicate and then I failed at not communicating my needs because of I didn't want to hurt their ego or I didn't you made yourself small in order to fit their expectation yeah I didn't want to ruffle any feathers so I didn't. I wasn't a good communicator. Right. So it goes back to the single thing that we were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel comfortable in being yourself, your authentic self? Because you will get criticized when you're dating. You will be called out on your shit if you're dating. Well, sometimes. Or you'll be <laughs> abandoned. One of the two. Ghost. You'll get ghosted randomly. Yeah. Ghost town. Ghostbusters. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Um, yeah, so like, how are you able to take those blows in a helpful manner rather than a, oh, this is a reflection of who I am and I'm so criticized. It ain't about me. That's all you got to say. <laughs> if someone ghosts you, it is a reflection of one, their communication skills. Two, they don't know what they want. Three, maybe you're not what they want, but they don't have the skills to communicate that to you in a nice way. Three, like maybe they come from this environment that we were talking about where they never learned to communicate things or they're just assholes, maybe. The end. Or we were talking about how it's like 50 well, and, and I've ghosted people. Plenty of times. Then that's what I'm saying. I've, I have two. And that was a, an asshole move. I'm going to own it. I've ghosted people. It's an asshole move. Sorry. 
Let me avoid conflict all together. And so then I'm just going to... I have been guilty of being very passive. See you walking backwards. Spelling like, peace out. (laughs) (laughs) On the floor. Yeah. But But then like, how do you not internalize it, right? How do you take it as like, that's them reflecting their whatever and not like necessarily me and my whatever. Well, you got it. That's where you got to check in. And we've been talking this whole episode about how this all comes from our beautiful upbringing and environment and childhood. So the moment you hit a ghost on Tinder, let's say, right? I'm on Tinder talking to this guy. Things are going amazing and wonderful and conversation. And we're on the same page and he's amazing. and keeps me laughing. And oh my God, good morning, beautiful bullshit, you know? Not bullshit, but good morning, beautiful, and da 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 da. Ask me about my day, about my family. I'm like, oh, is this it? You know? Is and he then the one. Yeah, after and then we days. go on a date, right? Like after a couple of days of talking, we go on a date. We go to Postinos. We have some wine, some bruschettas. You know, you guys, <laughs> very specific, right? <laughs> Take notes if you're hitting our letting your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And then, um, boom, we go to the date. And my, from my goggles, from my lens, things look amazing. 50-50 relationship, right? I don't know what this person is thinking, but from the outside, like me looking in, we had a great time. Then I come home. Oh, good night. I had a great time. He's like, oh, yeah, me too. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. Goes down the next day. Boom. Chakalaka, right? Then he ghosts me, right? It is really hard not to go into the like. They I'm didn't not like good me. enough. They didn't like me. What did That's I fuck it. up on? No. Let me get fixated not on even, everything. Yeah, that I not did even like no. I'm not. E- it's physical, 100 percent at that point, because everything through a conversation. <laughs> everything in our conversation on text messages, the way was I was explaining my scenario, was great, and the moment we see each other in person. The he goes energy me? fucks up, though. Right. But I'm saying it's very easy as women and as human beings for this scenario. If I, I met someone online and the chemistry was great on text and then we went on a date and then he goes me. Tell me it is not the first thing you go to. Like, they didn't like me physically. Yeah. Well, mine is like, am I too much? That's my own little devil. Right. That's but but the majority, it's probably like, oh, physically, yeah, they didn't oh, like me. Just- this right? bitch is just not cute enough. Like, yeah, like he didn't picture. think I was cute. Oh he didn't God. think I was like something he didn't like, right? It's very easy to go there. But we've been talking this whole episode about how everything comes from there. So in that moment when your brain starts playing tricks on us and saying like, oh, Tanya, he didn't like you, girl. You were so confident that you, you got this it. one in the back. Skirt. You thought, son. But you know what? But this is where, like, it. this is where boundaries kick in. Because you're not responsible for anybody else's reaction. You're only responsible for yourself. So as you being an autonomous person who holds your own energy and holds your own personality, your responsibility is just to show up as you are. Fuck whatever else happens. Like, if he ghosted you, then he wasn't the one for you. But that's what I'm saying, if we, our brain tends to take us there. Yeah, absolutely. What if, hear me out. Mm-hmm. What if you showing up there, he was like, dang, like, no way I can. She's fucking amazing. Like, she's fucking beautiful. 
Aww. and and like fuck like the conversation and she's ambitious and has her life together and fuck no way i can't be with this girl what if he's the insecure one and was like no i'm gonna go to her because i'm not good enough for her what if his upbringing is kicking in at that point mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right perspective Oof. bitch Hitting you with the gems here. People pay <laughs> yes. me for this. People pay me for this. <laughs> You're welcome. You're getting it for free. Right? But it's so easy for us and our upbringing and the noise and whatnot to take us there. I'm not good enough. What if? Here's a crazy thought. The other person didn't feel that they're good enough. And their own noise got in the way. And they ghosted you because of that. Yeah. Now 100. we have two broken individuals. I'm internalizing it as I'm not good enough and he internalized it as I'm not good enough where it could have been the best fucking thing ever. Again, not not my person, right? We've come to peace with that concept. But it's just a way how can we fight that when we come when it comes to dating, you got to be able to if you're going to put yourself out there and be vulnerable, you have to be able to navigate through all of this things that come Right, with right, right. And that's and that's why I think it's so important like as feedback. Not that I have a hold on it 100%. But as feedback, like, you're only responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, and whatever feedback you get or whatever response you get, like, that's a reflection on them, not necessarily a reflection on you. And that's why I think, like, the whole writing down who your dream person is is important. I'm not saying go ahead and do it, but maybe think about it or yeah, simmer on it, it yeah. right? And so that when you show up, you're like, oh, that's a non-negotiable. It, it, because in boundaries, right? Like there's, just so you guys are aware, if you follow me on Instagram, I have a whole video about boundaries. But <laughs> there are six different types Shameless of boundaries. Plug. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I don't sponsor myself. Who the fuck else is gonna sponsor me? Physical, emotional, sexual, monetary, time, and intellectual boundaries. We all have them. There's no shame about them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we all should have them. <laughs> we should have them and Should've we should not be shamed about it, but mm-hmm. we do are we are shamed for them because then, you know, your upbringing or whatever. But um physical boundaries, I don't like to be touched, I don't like to be hugged. I do. What I go, do. What if we I'm go on date bit. 1 and the guy is trying to hold your hand? Oh, hell no, bitch. I'm like, Ooh, no, is that's that not a true. No, that's not true. That's not true. I lied. I I actually no, no, no. For maybe for you it is, but for me I loved being touched if I like him. On date one? Yeah. But I don't like having sex on the first date. That's a non-negotiable for me. Uh, I I really well it, it, again content because I've, cause I've had table, I've like, had dates where I've gone to lunch like with the person and I'm like hey maybe you're like a seven you're the ten dollar shirt you're like a twenty dollar shirt it's so good you're a ten it's good dollar Ross good shirt. <laughs> like I appreciate you but not so much and then like we're vibing or whatever and he holds my hand I'd be like. Thanks. Like, Thanks. but I, but I might not. I'm not. Uh, that might not be a non-negotiable for me, because we're having like a connection. But you already made up your mind that this is a ten dollars shirt. Then why are we even concerned about me us holding hands? Because it's my boundary of holding hands is not a non-negotiable. It's a it's up for debate. And this is like accountability too, guys. Just as much as we're talking about like this guy ghosted me after Postinos, he didn't. <laughs> it's it's a a rhetoric what is it it's a imaginary situation (laughs) okay maybe not (laughs) 
<laughs> it is. Um, whatever. Um, but it's also about accountability because we're talking about that 50-50 too. Like if, if you go to this guy's date, it's the $10 Ross shirt that you don't like. And he holds Why, my hand. Yeah. And I and I say I'm not comfortable with this, right? Like boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Like your reaction to this shit is, but this okay. Let's be real about this. I was talking about non-negotiables with a friend of mine, and my friend said, "How come you're not confronting this person about it?" And my answer was, "I'm fucking scared." I'm at Postinos by myself on a Friday night. I don't have any weapon against this human. I'm a woman of color. Let's be real. Like, like, like let, the elephant on the fucking couch. It is what it is. I'm a woman. I don't have weapons. I'm by myself at 8 p.m. This person is making me feel uncomfortable, and I'm not sure that I can get out of the situation safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he holds my hand and I say, I don't feel comfortable with this, and he might flip out and treat me like shit, like I'm not, I, I'm not testing it. Like, I'm not going to test this shit at this point because I don't feel safe. Mm. So, I like, let's, I, that's a real conversation. Like, yeah. especially for women in the dating world. I know. I, I, it is what it is. So, like, as much as we're preaching about, about like, boundaries and what we want to accomplish here, like, there are times where maybe your boundaries have to be a little flexible. Like, if... Uh, my non-negotiable is a sexual boundary. I'm not having sex on the first date. Don't invite him to your house. Just, just fucking don't. Yeah. Don't take an Uber there. Drive yourself. Right? Like, send your location to your friends. Mm-hmm. Do some... There's some preventative measures <laughs> that we can have. Don't go to on day one. Right! Like, don't... <laughs> Don't get on a motorcycle where you almost got murdered, right? Like, <laughs> Talk about batteries. But like, but, but this is, again, this is feedback for anybody who's right. listening. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he says like, hey, I want to meet you here in this like random alone place for our first date. Maybe not. Yeah. Let's Netflix and chill. No, I'm at your house. You can rape me. Like, this is like a real conversation. Oh, yeah. So... Feel yeah. free to set the boundaries even prior to the first date. Yeah. I've definitely had my sexual boundary conversation before the first date and say, like, a non-negotiable for me is sex on the first date. I don't fuck on the first date, period. And it's helped me get rid of, like, other people because they're like, oh. That's all they wanted. Oh, what do you mean? What if we really like each other? I don't give a fuck. Well, if we really like each other, then we're going to go on date two. <laughs> ta-da or date three or four or five or whatever like but if i'm inviting you over to my house then yeah i want to fuck you you know what i mean like but that's my my own accountability holding on Mm -hmm. my own space and saying this is what i want but there's also like emotional sexual monetary time and intellectual if i say my date today is only until 9 p.m because i have a child to go pick up and then he keeps trying to hold you back Mm mm-hmm yeah from being with your child and that's like your time uh boundary that he's crossing or she's crossing or they're crossing again I'm, yeah. we're trying to be gentle gender neutral here but we both take guys so please bear with us or if you've told them like hey i can't talk on the phone at this time because i'm putting my daughter to bed or whatever and they keep like calling you and not respecting that or back-to-back texting and it's like or intellectual bro, intense like i just if you guys were not 
aware. I'm like a liberal as fuck as it can get. No shit. Really, bitch. What? Did you know this? Could not <laughs> and like an intellectual boundary. <laughs> like I just I just don't talk about I I don't talk about politics, period. Yes. Like I that's like that's an intellectual boundary, non-negotiable for me. And if I if you start talking to me about what I think about Trump, like I'm like I just don't I don't cross that like we can have a great conversation I can talk to you we can be good like it's great but as soon like and I say that when I'm in the in the talking stage I say hey <laughs> politic conversations is a non-negotiable for me I don't have them with my friends I'm not about to have you with some fucking random stranger that I'm getting to know like it, it it's just not gonna happen yeah. Period, you know, and that that would go on that list that we were talking about earlier. If you were to like write down what you're looking for in a partner, if for you that's important, that they're very aligned with you, put it politically, religiously, whatever the case might be, and any of your values, then that's great. Then that's probably a conversation that I'm gonna have on my first date. Hey, who'd you vote for? Oh. Because I'm <laughs> <laughs> talk about awkward, right? Yeah. But if on my list, on my manifesting list that I created about like my perfect partner and like what I'm looking for on someone that's there. And to me, it's important that they're of a certain alignment politically or whatever. Spiritually, right? Like you might have somebody who's atheist and you're like super religious. So it will be a conversation that we're going to have on date one. But there's also like monetary, like if there's this huge gigantic, like argument about who pays on the first date. Oh, I was talking to my male friend about that. <laughs> male friend. Well, okay. he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's male and he dates females. So, <laughs> but he was very like, no, you guys are stupid if you're paying. And I was like, oh, I'm offended. And I've had both. I've had three. I've had all on the spectrum. I've Wait. had, <laughs> not a, not a, no, Wait, what? I'm not into polyamorous relationships. Okay. What do you mean by three? Please. Like any, like I mean two, three, whatever. Cause I started counting, but I've had where I paid full on for the full date with someone first date we go. And then uh, I offer it. People pleasing Tanya. I was like, Oh, pull the card and like, Oh, I got it. And he didn't even flinch. The motherfucker I was like, Okay, thank you. And I was like, okay. And like sinus, I was crying. <laughs> okay. Damn it, what did I get that caviar for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't know I was going to pay. Well, I could have stuck to water and not the drinks. But, <laughs> and then I've done where like the guy was like, you want to go half and half? And I was like, like, what do you say at that point? I no. mean, my friend was like, no, you say no. And yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and, but again, people pleasing Tanya. Middle child Tanya paid. I was like, sure. Threw the fucking card in there. And I've had the one where they're like, oh, please, really? Like, no, don't do that. Like, I'm going to pay. I got it. Like, I invited you type of thing. And you're like, and I was like, waiter, never mind. Let me take that dessert. Those donut holes be looking really good right now. But so I've had all of it. But again, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Maybe for some people, they like that idea of being very independent and self-sufficient. And to them, it's like, I don't owe you shit. If I pay for my own shit, then I'm going to pay. And that's that. Makes me happy. That's my boundary. My boundary is that I don't allow other people for, to pay for me. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my friend was like, no, if you're paying, you're fucking stupid. I was like, oh, okay, I'm stupid. No, but that's like your own core beliefs, right? Yeah. Like I've, I, it's a non-negotiable that I pay, period, period. Like 
and I have that conversation. So if we that go on a pay? date, yeah, if we're going on a date, are you expecting me to pay? That's a that's a that's a legit question that I ask. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I'm fucking paying. Okay, just asking so I can be prepared to pay for it. And if I'm prepared to pay for it, I'm probably gonna cancel with your ass. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. We're going to Mickey D's. Yeah, like no, <laughs> not that ratchet, bitch. But like, if I'm really interested in the guy, like I'm gonna pay for one. I don't mind it. But that's again, like I'm no one to shame. What works for you might not work for me. What works for some of people, it doesn't work for others. And so, have the conversation, right? Yeah. Like, what if you're polyamorous? Poly- polyamorous. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the margaritas are not helping either. Um, and you know, you're going on a date with two people. I would hope that you knew this before you fucking went on a date. That this but person maybe is you don't. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna show up with the third one, I'm talking about pain. Oh, okay. That's gonna <laughs> All three of you showing up, and then like the male is the one to pay, pay for rock, rock paper scissors. scissors. Rock paper scissors is shit. But but this is these are boundaries that people don't establish on the first, second, third date, and then you find yourself stuck. And this because being uncomfortable and then ghosting the person because you don't want to tell them that you were not comfortable with you paying. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this motherfucker likes to live off women. Boom. And then you just made this assumption and you don't even know if that's the real reason why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the part where we were saying how like now it's like two people coming in with their own set of understanding of the dating world and it gets it can get complicated but the best that we can do is having that understanding that you're dating to see if you like this person and, and this and is something that i'm working on in myself where i'm going into dating to see if i'm gonna like them not if they're gonna like me yes because so many times i found myself being in like being in the back seat like the way that you are in any kind of sport like pick me i want to be in the team pick me pick me pick me and then like this like ten dollar shirt picks me and i'm like yes i'm taking this ten dollar shirt home like and it's not it's not the right fit fucking hate the way it fits yeah right right but but it picked me and it loves me the way that i am even though i'm too much and complicated and that's not it. And I got feedback from a friend recently that said um, the fact that you are your authentic self keeps people with bad intention away from you. And I held that to the heart mm-hmm. because that's what I want at the end of the day. Like, I don't want bad intended people. But sometimes what I used to do is I would make myself small so I could match the bad intention people so they could pick me. And the next thing you know, I would get like taken advantage of and then I would self-betray and then I would sit there and be like the victim. Oh, I did everything for them and look what they did. Knowing damn well since the beginning that they were going to take advantage of me, but I really wanted a big pick by them. So if you're out there in the dating world, guys, go therapy. (laughs) (laughs) The end. End of the episode. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. No, but like at least slow down after today. Hopefully you have time after listening to if today's episode. If you need episode. therapy, you can slit our DMs and at the element on the Hopefully couch. Hopefully after today's episode, you have time to think about what we said about what are you bringing to the table in regards to your background? Like how are you coming? How are you walking into dating as far as your view of the world coming into dating? 
um, internalizing rejection or when people don't choose you or the person not being your person. Um, and be your authentic self. Like, just figure out who the fuck you are. Be comfortable with who you are and know that if, you know, if you want good communication, what is it that you need to change or fix or adjust about yourself in order to bring that to the table, right? You can't ask for what you don't have. And being okay with walking the fuck away and setting clear boundaries for whoever doesn't match your energy. You're, you're entitled to change your mind. You're entitled to have great two, three, four, five day conversations where you're texting back and forth the whole five days and then you go on a date and you change your mind. You're entitled to change your mind. You're entitled to like some shirt at Ross and then put it on at the take dresser back, yeah. and say like, mm, didn't like the way that it actually looked and take it back or return it. You know what I mean? Like, or not ready to commit to something. Maybe you're going into day number 10 with this person three months in and this person is ready to take it to the next level of like making things official and you're not, that's okay to not be aligned there and on the same level or the same page. And it's okay for you to say like, you know what? I'm not ready and for that just yet because I want to try more soups. It's fair, but I think like we're so used to rejection being attached to attachment um that we that we take it personal or that we're yeah. like oh my god he just didn't well, want me or they didn't want easy me after you've dated someone or like gone on dates and put effort into meeting someone and you're actually liking everything that this person is doing and then that person changes their mind like we're saying or they're not willing to put in the effort to continue to move mm -hmm. in one direction with you it's very easy to take it personal and that that rejection kicks in and you, we start internalizing as like, well, am I not worthy then of you putting in the work? But it, again, we've said it plenty of times already throughout the whole episode. It really isn't about you. This isn't your person. If someone is not willing to put in the effort to be with you and work with you after you, obviously that accountability kicks in, make sure that you have communicated this to the person. And if they can't or don't want or they are not able to, then it is what it is. Yep. Yeah, it is. And, fucking is. and you are who you are and the other person is who they are. And if you come into the relationship hoping or in the dating world, hoping that you can get a little project to change. Let me tell you, womp, womp. Don't they are potential. who they are and you are who you are. Be clear on your boundaries. Be clear on what you want. Be clear on what you're ready to manifest and know that you fucking deserve. And there is no shame if you're asking for a very high expectation person. And if you they don't, don't have it, then they don't have it. Accept it, accept it and move on. Yeah. Don't stay there hoping and well, but, but he could, he can get there. <laughs> With my love, I'm going to change him. Because I'm a therapist. <laughs> 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 but anyways, before this gets too personal. <laughs> because we haven't been personal yeah, at all. Because <laughs> we haven't at all. Because the Postino scenario was not me at all. But no, guys, thank you for listening. Hopefully you got something out of this conversation today. Um, just as much as we said on the single one, take that time to really understand yourself and see what you're looking for same with dating take your time be authentic interview be who people. you are you see are who you, like you are whoever you're meant to meet whoever is it is what it is it might not be the love of your life now yeah and do your best to have a 
a good understanding of what you're looking for because that'll make things easier and for you. And if you boundaries. don't, then you don't, and it is what it is. But if you want to. As you navigate this dating stage of your life, I think it would be helpful to give you the tips we gave you today. The end. Like We apologize. It's 10 margaritas in. It's 2 in the morning. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm so happy for this. Listen, <laughs> I am exhausted. I need to go to bed. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Hope you got something out of this. Let us know on your feedback and we'll get to talk to you next time. <laughs> Slid in our DMs at Roller Coaster on the couch. of dating. Yay. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. Professional help is always available. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant. Until, Until next time. Bye. bye.